Hi, I'm Joel Gould, and welcome to a new edition of NRL.com's uh, preview pod with um, Steve Renoff. It's been a while, Steve, since we've done this. Uh, we're back in the QRL's uh, studios after um, a, a COVID-19 stand down and uh, a few weeks. But uh, we're, we're doing this again, oh, and mate. it's all happened since we did this last time. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's been plenty happening, I must admit, and you know, it's great to be back, and uh, you know, welcome back, I suppose. It's, uh, it's been a little while, um, so yeah, we're, we're back on air. And Steve, also, I've got to say, um, 50th uh, birthday, uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday, yes. Oh, sorry, on Monday. On Monday, on yeah, Monday. Monday the 8th, so yeah. Anything I, uh, special? Reached the uh, the half century, so yeah, got a pair of roller skates and went roller skating with my partner. Oh, did you? Yeah, <laughs> you still got it? Have I still got it? <laughs> no, no. Last time I did that when I was seventeen, so I was a bit shonky on on uh, yesterday. But uh, no, we had a lovely day. It was good. Yeah, I've seen a couple of really good uh, clips that have been put up. Um, uh, Nine's Wild World of Sports yeah, yeah. put up a really nice. Uh, reminisce you did over the the um, nineteen ninety two Grand Final trial. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I think uh, Wigan put a bit up as well over in England. So, no, it's been good, you know, and um, it's a, it is a bit of a milestone, and I'm happy just to get to 50, I think. Yeah, okay. You're not going to do a Ewan McGrady and come out of retirement, are you? <laughs> I don't think Ewan's ever retired, to be honest. Oh. I think he's still playing down there around uh, well, northern oh, New South Wales. Uh, it's, it's funny you should say that, and I, I can't really break the news here, but uh, I've got a little sneaky. There's a, there's a little... Comeback coming from another ex-Origin player coming soon. You can't get away with that, Steve. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> you can't do that at the start of our new pod and not tell us who it is. Well, well we're going to have to have a chat at the end of this. Yeah, okay, we'll have a chat at the end of it, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Found that sneaky one out today. Comeback for, for Origin? Uh, no, not for Origin. Uh, an ex-Origin player hasn't played for a while, just coming back in into some sort of footy. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully it's Hodjo. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was just having a sip of coffee when you said that. <laughs> I think he could still play. Oh, I think he could too. He's a unit. He'd be handy uh, in, in the centres for Brisbane. Yeah, exactly. And Steve, um, obviously uh, we're going to get straight into it, uh, yeah. into the footy, which has been back for a week. Uh, and Sorry, it's been back for two weeks. Yes. And we've seen the Brisbane Broncos get towel up by the Parramatta Eels firstly. Mm. And then... 59-0 by the Roosters last week in an, a totally inept performance uh, on all fronts. Yes. And yeah. there's been a lot of heat come from uh, the former players um, and, and from and critics. Yes. Uh, yourself being one, uh, Chris Johns another, mm. Gordon Tallis. It's been a, a procession. And I think you've all said interesting things about what's wrong with the Broncos. Mm. Um what do you make of this team? It, it, it's a young team, we all know that, but yeah. I think Chris John said uh, the word young should be banned at the Broncos because if you're old enough, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Well, it, well, I agree with Chris there, you know, and I, I, and I know there's been a lot said and, you know, all I want to see is, is the, the boys that turn it around as a team. I, I, um, you can't really throw the age thing out there uh, about them being young when you're wearing the Broncos jersey in the NRL. Um, you're there because you're supposedly supposed to be good enough and mentally supposed to be good enough. So, and what I've seen in the last couple of weeks was was virtually, a, uh, and I, I'll, I'll come to a bit later what I think possibly might be happening, but um, it, it, it's nearly like they just couldn't handle the heat and they just dropped the ball um, 
you know, with no pun intended, but they they just dropped the ball and just didn't can't react. Well, there's no leadership around. Uh, who you know, they're standing behind the try line, you know, half try after try, looking like you know, just just shags on a rock. They didn't know who to turn to and what to do. When's not too many talking and. So for me, that there's a there is a real problem um, that no one's stepping up in the time of need. The big problem I see too with the Broncos is that the, the the players that are paid the most money, the senior players in the key positions, are just not performing. Well, and and some of them have been moved. Like Darius Boyd has had a, two very ordinary games. Yes. Anthony Milford's gone missing. Um, I mean, Matt Lodge has been coming back from a, obviously a, yes. an ACL tear, so he's he's had to warm his way into it. But the guys that are on the big money at the Broncos, and some of them are on the sideline, we know that. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the senior players that they do have aren't aren't firing a shot since we came back from the break. No, and I, and I'm not sure what that is. And I was trying to put my finger on it, um, and I don't know whether it was just a break and everything was different. But maybe Joel, they they played so well prior to the break, but then that little rule change, um, you know, uh, around the ruck. I, I think they're struggling with it. I, I think I think the coach might need to just look at the way he's coaching for that rule change because if you can take advantage as, a, as an attacking team, um, and Brisbane haven't been able to do that, so they've been beaten to the punch both weeks. Uh, you know, by Parramatta, Parramatta got that massive roll on. They just smothered them out of the game, mm-hmm. um, and the next minute, all their their legs are gone. And I think that's exactly what happened with the Roosters as well. And I think it might have something to do with that. We, we will also you, you're doing a column this week, Steve, yeah. on the on the Broncos. Obviously, and we'll talk more um, yeah. ab- about um, the issues that they have in that in that column, but. Uh, we have spoken in the past about the recruitment at Brisbane, yeah, well, which has the, the team that they do have is the team that the the people in the background have put together. Hmm. Let's face it, a lot of the guys that were there last year are no longer there, like James Roberts, Cody Nicarima. Um, there's now Andrew McCulloch has gone to Newcastle. So there's there's a lot of experience in yeah. those players, um, and and there's obviously others as well that have left the club uh, at two. At the, at the end of uh, the, the last season under Wayne Bennett, so really they've let the experienced players move on, hmm. and um, they haven't really re- they haven't really gone and signed anybody apart from Ben Teo just lately that, that can really say that you could really say is an experienced performer in the NRL, and we haven't seen Ben Teo in the NRL since um, 2014. Yeah, well that, that, that's going to be something to see. Um, you know, Ben Teo rushed straight back in, and look, I I, I love. Ben Teo as a player and and as a as a bloke as well and um, but you know is he up to it coming straight back in into the NRL um, it'll be interesting to see and you know, there was talk of him last week needing a few weeks you know to trim the baby fat or whatever um, you know that what was going on but all of a sudden he's back in the team so um, I think he'll be used sparingly. Well, uh, it's funny you should say that. Look, Anthony Seabold did a Zoom uh, and I actually asked him about Tio because uh, Thursday night I, I asked him uh, whether he thought Tio would be right to play and he, he didn't seem like he, he basically said he didn't think he would be but he said he trained really well on Sunday yeah and uh, he just felt that uh, he has a role to play off the bench and and Ben Tio will line up for yeah. the Broncos in the number 15 jersey against yeah. the Manly Seagulls on Thursday night yeah and, and, and look good on him I, I think you know and you, the good thing is you'll get 100% yeah, we all know that we know how Ben Teo plays and 
um, you know, hopefully um, he can go and do a job for us. There's been a few changes for the Broncos. Um, Xavier Coates comes in to the team on the wing because Corey Oates has moved into the back row. Is it, wasn't that a big, big move? That's where I think he wanted to be a couple of years ago, didn't he? <laughs> he certainly did. He certainly did. And he's going to team up with Joe Offerhan Galway in the second row. Uh, there's been a few changes from the Broncos from last week. The, the back rowers that started there um, are no longer in the 17. Uh, that's Jamil Hopawade and Ethan Bullimore. And look, those two guys between them had only played yeah. uh, a, few, a handful of games um, last last um, the, when they played against the Roosters. So I, th- I think Anthony Seabold's certainly done the right thing there by bringing the experienced guys into the team that he has in in, in the starting team. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, we'll have a look at... This game's being played on the Central Coast against a red-hot Manly that were very unfortunate last week to lose yeah. to um, the Eels. Um, Graham Annesley recognising straight after full-time that Tom Travojevic's pass that was ruled forward that ultimately resulted in a try it, it, like to the, Garrick um, was, was, was backwards. Is the rule actually the ball out of the hand? Because he took it in the forward position, but it was actually when it came out of the hand it was going back. Is that... Well, that's, that what, that's what the case was. The ball yeah. went backwards out of his hands. Yeah. yeah, gets all a bit too technical, doesn't it? But um, these days, but you know, um, to to the blind eye, um, you know, you could have just gone, oh, that's forward, just got on with it. Did you think honest. that? I mean, I thought, yeah, well, like, I, no, I thought to the naked eye, it was back personally. Well, no, I I was looking at the position uh, where the pass came from to where it was taken, mm. um, and he was a hell sure he's head of the player, unless that was a bad angle. Um, it was marginal. Let's face it. I mean, it, look. To be honest, so it could have went either way. So that's another thing. So you know, uh, Desi seemed to take it really well, but taking a couple of little strikes here and there. Um, you know, so that was good. Um, but you know, I, 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 for for me, for that decision, they can go. They're fifty fifty, and this one went against them, unfortunately. Still very impressed. I know that the Eels won the game, uh, obviously, and they they played extremely well. But I was still impressed with Manly. Oh yeah. Uh, when we speak about Manly, we, we speak about the Travojevic brothers, and they were very good again. And um, their um, props, obviously, yeah. this is the two players that the Broncos really need to watch early on in the piece is Fanua Blake and Tapao. Your, your favourites. Well, they are because they do such a great job. Yeah, no, they are. And look, they're impressive. And that look, that's where Brisbane got to be very careful, as you said, Joel, because. That's where we've been beaten the last two weeks. We've just been walloped in the middle, to be honest. Uh, you know, to, you know, not to be too harsh on us, on, on our boys, but uh, that, you know, this is probably even better forward pack they're facing here out of the out of the three games, to be honest. Or we're on par, so uh, they're in for another big one in the middle. Well, Matt Lodge has come into the starting side, and he he's spoken uh, very well this week. I thought um, he he um, spoke to the media on yes, Sunday, yeah. and I thought he was outstanding the way he owned that loss. He um, he criticised himself, his fellow players, and uh, I imagine he's going to be really ready to to stand up in this game. Yeah. So, I mean, Paynehurst does the job all the time, uh, but he can't do it on his own. Exactly. So, those two guys up against Tapao and Fanil Black. It's going to be a great confrontation. And the Broncos, those two young, those two young players, Haas and Lodge, not as young but young NRL experience-wise. I'm pretty sure they're going to fire up. So well, I'm expecting a lot better Broncos performance. Yes. I've been to training since since that massacre, the hands of the Roosters, and I must say I don't see dropped heads. Mm. Um, the, the guys were in a pretty good mood. On after during Tuesday's training, and they went hard at it. Um, so 
I expect a better performance, but personally, I can't see I can't see the Broncos winning this game. It'd be a fantastic victory if they can. Mm. What, what do you think? I'd just be happy to see a, a, an improvement. Um, mm. I really can't see Brisbane, uh, you know, defeating the the Seagulls. I, I think the Seagulls are hit their straps at the moment. They've just carried on from last year, and they've come into the season the same way. And and Brisbane, unfortunately, have fallen over the last couple of weeks. That's a big hill. That's a big gap to close within a week um, with, with a team that's playing so well at, at, like the Seagulls. So the Seagulls for me, uh, but the Broncos to improve. Yeah, I agree. Okay, um, Friday um, night's first game is um, also at Central Coast Stadium uh, on the, at, in Gosford. And it's the Warriors who were uh, beaten, well beaten by Penrith last week up against the Cowboys. Uh, Paul Green has given a debut to Hamaso Tabuai Fadel, um, known as the Hammer or the or Cheetah, um, <laughs> the Cheetah, because he is quick. We saw him at the Perth, yes, in in Perth at the uh, Nines, and yes. he was he was a match winner for the Cowboys. And um, Ben Hampton's been dropped um, to to give this young fellow a crack. He's 19 years old. He's from Cairns Kangaroos. He's got pace to burn. Um, Paul Green says he, he reminds him. I asked him, is is he the fastest bloke you've seen and he said he's up there and uh, he said he reminded him of David Peachy yeah. who he used to play with and yes. he said the Peach used to run as fast as he had to. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like you with Ricky Walford there. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> Let's not mention that. Uh, Ricky might so I'm really looking forward to seeing him play. That's going to be Yeah, great. it was exciting to watch him um, at the start of the season so it's great Greeny's given him, given him a shot, you know, the kids so, you know, he's, uh, you know, go down there and, and, and try and do the job for him. I, I it, obviously, very happy. Uh, that was the the game of the round for me. Was the Warriors the first match? You know, having a win after everything and against uh, the Dragons. Against, that was, oh, what a tremendous performance! Yeah, it was a great performance after everything. And mind you, they come against Penrith last week, who are red hot at the moment as well. Um, you know, and and got you know got easily beat there. But um, I'm sort of I'm leaning towards the Warriors to that now bounce back against a you know, defeated Cowboys team and um, they're away from home and um, so for me I'm, I'm looking towards the Warriors I, I still think they got a, a lot to offer um, um, here in, in the squad Well I beg to differ on this one Steve um, I like the, the changes that Paul Green's made it's brought Reese Robson in to start yep. at hooker I thought he's been outstanding off the bench uh, Jake Granville has been actually dropped from the team so oh, okay. uh, Ruben Cotter is on the bench in that utility role and Cohen Hess is back I don't think Jason Taumalolo is going to play. He's been named at number 20. Um, Paul Green said he was going to look at him for the rest of the week, but I, I, I think that uh, knee injury might um, see him miss another week. But, um, look, the Cowboys made a lot too many errors last yeah. week, that, especially in the back line. I think they had about nine handling errors between their backs, so you, you can't do that, and the Sharks made them pay. But I expect the Cowboys... Um, to, to bounce back because I think they are a top eight side. The the big game on um, Friday night um, at Bankwest Stadium is the Battle of the West between the Eels, the Red Hot Eels, and the Penrith Panthers, who are welcoming back uh, Nathan Cleary into the um, side. Uh, Matt Burton, he's done a great job since Cleary's been oh. out. There's no doubt he's of talent, but he's been named on the interchange. So um, Jerome Luai and Cleary will resume their partnership against a, a Parramatta side that um, has only been improved, I think, by Nathan Brown yes, returning yeah. at lock. He's a, 
I love his aggression. He really is one of those yeah, he guys. Be, he old brings school. A, he brings um, a lot of steel to that pack. A lot of steel. Uh, um, you know, he doesn't mind mixing it up, which is which is great. Look, I've, I've been really impressed, and you did mention the halves for Penrith. Um, I think they've done a great job. Mm. Um, you know, and, and Cleary is a very good player, and but geez, they've, they've stood up and, and delivered uh, for that team um, in, in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, I think mind you, getting Cleary back will probably, you know. He's probably a few steps ahead again. Well, so, he is, and he would have given them some polish against yeah. the Knights when they couldn't land a field goal, and that can happen. We've yeah. seen seen plenty of um, outstanding veterans miss yeah. field goals, but uh, I just think his poise would have and yeah. and experience at doing getting the job done in those situations would have been handy. But uh, I do agree with you, and I think that Luai and, and Cleary have had such a, a long yeah. history, and so that that's a good pairing, obviously, um, for for Penrith. Uh, look, the battle of the forwards is still uh, oh, yeah. going to be a cracker. There's been some really good performance for both sides. Uh, Sean Lane continues to go from strength to strength. Junior Polo, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He's a machine. Uh, Campbell Gillard up against his old club. There's so many great narratives here, I suppose, in this game. And uh, Reed, Reed Marnie, he, he's going to give himself every chance at a cr- getting in contention for Origin if he keeps yeah. playing the way he has. and. The halves for Parramatta, uh, Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown, they continue to go from strength to strength. Oh, Dylan Brown's getting better and better. He is, isn't he? And, and Gutherson, it's a great one, six, seven, and nine. Yeah, it's and, settled and it and it and it fires. Yeah, it does, and I think that's that's what makes a good team. Obviously, as we know these days, and they've, you know, it, it's sort of gone along over the past couple of years, few years, but uh, I think they've really hit their strides in, in those positions, and obviously very important positions. So I, I've thought I was really had a thought of it. This is a match of the round, um, as we said. I, I think it is, and I'm, I'm leaning towards Parramatta. Uh, and I, you know, I, I just watch the way they played. I, I love the way they played, and um, you know, they they just come up with that. They're, they've got a bit of steel in the middle, um, and I think that might get them over. Well, I, I think Parramatta have asserted themselves early as yeah. the uh, team to beat in this competition. Well, certainly. Uh, up there with Canberra and we saw Canberra have a, a, mm. a bit of a falter um, last week but uh, I think it's not since 19, late 1980s or was it 89 uh, uh, I think it was that, uh, that Parramatta has started this well in a season yes. so it does all go well for them and they're backing up their performances which must please Brad Arthur it's always been an issue uh, for, for them yeah. late they could have a good one and then a shocker yeah. they haven't had any shockers it's, it's always a bit spotted but uh, yeah they've got consistency um, and they're doing that um, yeah um, every week which is great okay well we're both on the eels there yep. um, for that game um, Saturday also at Bankwest Stadium we've got the Rabbitohs uh, searching for their first win since uh, we resumed the mm. competition up against the, the, the Titans who had a fantastic win last week at the death over the West Tigers. Uh, the good news for the for Rabbitohs and for, for South Sydney fans is that uh, James Roberts is back in the centres and Cody Walker at 5'8". I thought Troy Dargan did a pretty handy job, but um, uh, Walker's going to give them a lot more spark there, uh, obviously, and no changes for the Titans. Mm. But uh, Wayne will be looking for... I think he wouldn't have been too disappointed, Steve, do you think, with his performances against... Um, the Roosters and the Storm, they're, mm. they're two of the favourites for the comp, I guess. So they, they, they weren't disgraced. And they, no, they weren't disgraced at all. And um, Look, I, I think they really did. They missed Walker. 
mm. to be honest. And because yep. um, he, he's he, you know, he compliments everyone there in in the middle. Um, yeah, you know, Dargan did a. I think he did a good job. Um, and he's a good kid, and you know, he's, he's got a he's got a future ahead of him. Uh, I thought he held his own, but um, I think with Walker back and Roberts, I'm, I'm, you know, what I'm really looking forward to is probably you nearly say those three. Um, you know, having Walker um, work with uh, Latrell, who then will hopefully open up a bit of space for for Jimmy Roberts. And um, I, I remember speaking about this, and it was something I was really looking forward to because I think Roberts can um, t- really take advantage. Um, of Latrell out wide with these um, offloads, you know he's always he's always got an arm free, um, so hopefully uh, they're working on that. But I thought outstanding performance by Latrell last week. Yeah, a beautiful pass that he threw to set up a try in the corner for um, Alex Johnston. Yeah, and definitely. He's playing. He's obviously got fitter. He's playing a lot tougher. He's making inroads. He's looking very dangerous. He wants the ball. And I think it, it, if you're a South Sydney supporter, it really does all go well, uh, what we saw last week. And if he can back it up, uh, and ha- I think what he's really searching for and what Wayne would love is for him to have a blinder, one of those games where you just see him set up tries and score them. Yeah, he's definitely. on the cusp of that, and uh, who knows when it's going to happen. Um, yeah, the forward pack, I, I, I did like Jaden Sewer. I thought he went well, and, uh, and Cameron Murray starting to warm to his task again back in the middle. Mate, the Titans, uh, you must have loved that performance. That they, they showed great courage to fight yeah. back twice from 10-point deficits. And Ash Taylor, his best game, uh, his best game maybe in 18 months. Four-try uh, four assists, really, because his yes. 40-20 was crucial. Mm. You know, he, well, they weren't technically four-try assists, but the last pass... He had influence. The yeah. 40-20, the two kicks. Yeah, look, a great turnaround for Ash, and... I read his story and what he had to say after it, and he said after the the intercept pass, um, you know, he would have turned his feet up um, in the pass, you know, it just would have mentally got to him. But um, in the bit of time he's had with Holbrook and and the rest of the team, um, he got through this. That, that, to me, that's a big a big point in in his career. Um, you know, after not a great start, and the, you know, he talked about the try he gave away. That um, you know. You go back 18 months, he, he probably would have just gone into a shell, and um, but he didn't. He turned it around, and as you said, he he's, he had his hand in in a few of the tries, and all in all, had a had a good game, which would be so good for his confidence, and, you know, and the Titans in a whole. Yeah, and I thought uh, great to see Keegan Hipgrave score his first career try. I've got a big rap on Keegan. Yeah, I've, yep. I've always been a fan. I think I think he showed a lot because uh, he came on in the middle. I I looked at the the Titans bench, and I thought, wow, they're a bit light on for middles, but. Um, uh, they they really did aim up. Uh, there's two starting props, and then Hipgrave came on and, and made an impact, scored a very important try to get him back in the game. Uh, so that was really good to see. I also thought Phil Sammy uh, did a good job at fullback as well, which was important. And Fogarty's um, one of those sort of um, controlling halves. Seems to compliment Taylor, so uh, that seems to be working uh, for Justin oh, Holbrook. He, 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 you like we, Fogarty? We've got a lot more to see from uh, Fogarty. I, I, you know, I've watched him uh, yep. in the Q Cup. and, and what early, I, yeah. yeah, and I, I actually watched him at the start of the year in a trial against against the Tigers, and the kid can play. Um, you know what I mean? So he's only going to get better. Um, and as you say, takes a lot of heat off of Ash Harrison. Uh, uh, Ash... Um, I just said Ash Harrison then. Taylor. Ash Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Former Titan. Former Titan. Um, yeah, it takes a lot of pressure off him because um, he can direct 
direct and as you say um, Ash can just go and do what he does and Ash when he's on he's a he's a great runner of the ball and that's what I want to see more from him mm. uh, is getting that ball in his hand and just having to go up the line. Do you think a performance like this might give him the confidence to do that? Because he's obviously got his kicking. His kicking was spot on in that yes. game. So, Yeah, exactly. I, I reckon we'll see a lot more running from him. Um, as you say, he doesn't have to worry too much about directing uh, you know, the pack around on the team, and that's Fogarty's role now. Okay, uh, it's a tough one for the Titans. Uh, look, yeah. you can't... Imagine that Souths aren't going to be fired up against the Titans. Like sometimes, and I think West Tigers did this. They took the Titans lightly and they paid the price because they were they they really didn't respect them enough and they weren't hungry. Titans were hungrier. I don't think this South Sydney side's going to be um, not hungry. No, and a, a Wayne Bennett coach team would yeah they won't go into a game like this. Uh, you know, taking it lightly after uh, three losses. Yeah, after three losses. So, and look, the big thing for me is Walker's back. I yeah. really believe he'll make a big difference. I agree with you. Uh, I'm going south, I'm but going I south. think the Titans will be willing and give him a crack. Another cracking game. And Central Coast getting some great uh, yeah. matches. Uh, that's for sure. They've got uh, on Saturday afternoon the Newcastle Knights. High flying Newcastle Knights, still undefeated. Mm. Uh, they got that draw in there, of course, hosting the Storm. So, uh, Knights are unchanged. Um, the the um, Storm, unfortunately, had um, Jerome Hughes break his hand at halfback, so Riley Jacks is um, replacing him. And Nelson Asofa Solomon is back. He replaces Chris Lewis on the interchange bench. So, I think um, there was some talk that Cameron Smith, before last week's game against South, may not be the best hooker in the game anymore. <laughs> um, Who said that? Oh well, you know there was just talk about uh, him not maybe you know his throne was about to be um, oh, yeah. taken, but I think he showed in that game <laughs> all sorts of things about his play that make oh. him uh, probably the greatest player that's ever lived. Oh. But he did so many good things, didn't he? And some great for defense. Melbourne's sake. I hope they keep saying that because he'll he'll, he'll just make yeah. sure he comes out and performs. Yeah, he's uh, lucky. He had a, a very good game, I thought. Um, Munster was magical. Amazing, yeah, amazing. How about yeah. that kick he put in? That where he just propped, looked up. Well, it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a split second. You know, it wasn't even a. It wasn't even a. It, it didn't even have time to think. It was just like oh, because he had to avoid a, a defender coming out. Yeah. And then it was just an automatic, and it was perfect. You know, it's, uh, it just shows the sort of player he is. And I got to go back to also his uh, his breaks he made in the you know, lead up to one of the other tries. You know, I think it was at the other end maybe, and um, just out of nothing and. I just love it how he has a bit of a G up in him. He did a bit of a goose step too. Um, mm. He's that sort of character. So he actually would have meant that as a joke, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but he, they got away with it. It's like they end up scoring. So, so I, I love watching him play. And it, you know, he had he had a probably the week before wasn't didn't really have a great game. Uh, mm. But Jeezy Jeezy turned it around on the weekend yeah, I thought he was outstanding in some of the uh, things he did and I think you're right I think he was having a, bit, a lot of fun out there uh, that's, that's his that was, attitude I, I love it I think it's great but that try I mean Josh Adokar too had, had hurt his ribs yeah. before that look I don't think Josh Adokar could do anything except just catch that ball and fall over he didn't want to have to do anything else nah, at that point but was the way Munster just sort of uh, the, the great players uh, and look he's a very very good one there's no doubt about that. They they create time and space, don't they? And yeah. they just seem to have it. Time seemed to stand still. Yeah. He props. He puts that beautiful left foot floater, precision stuff. And it was all it was all done really quickly. Oh yeah. It looked like it 
he yeah. stopped. Oh, no. Um, no, it was... It is was, that the great? It, when they, they, that's they a great, because as I said, he was partly inter- interrupted by that defender, but nothing really changed in his mind. He knew what he had to do, mm. but it, it was... He had to change a little bit of direction very quickly, but it was like he didn't miss a beat with it. It was just a really epitomises the type of player he is, and it was great to watch. That, 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 that's the stuff you watch rugby league for, is plays like that, um, mm. because he he's under the pump, but he still commits uh, to execution, and that was perfect. Steve, uh, that's Melbourne, and we've spoken about Munster. Uh, let's speak about Ponga, because... Mm. Um, there's quite a few people who've watched Callum Ponga closely that felt that was his best game last week um, for the Newcastle yeah. Knights against Canberra, uh, especially well, at, at Newcastle. Cam- yeah. Best game that he's yeah. played in the Knights jersey. You would have loved that try he scored where he just accelerated through that gap and it just uh, left just him for dead. They yeah. were just grasping because yep. his acceleration was perfect the way he just streamed On the through. angle, yeah, definitely. And he, he wasn't second-guessing himself or trying to... He just ran straight through it. Well, that's a good thing I like about Callum Paul. He doesn't second-guess himself. Everything he does is 100%. So he know every play um, mm. is, is 100%. That's what I like about him. And he would have just totally backed himself. He, in, in that try, he would just had no... Um, he would need no question about whether he was going to get there or not. He knew straight away, uh, and he and he showed that. And um, it, it, he is a class player. And the, the funny thing is, Joel, he's he's getting better. Um, you know what I mean? To say that it, that's probably his best game he's played, that means he's still been on the improve, and that, that's pretty uh, uh, dangerous for a lot of other teams. Uh, well, I'm sure he believes he can get a lot yeah. better. Uh, the centre, Bradman, best. Uh, he's only a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, a monster. Yeah. Boy, he hits the ball with some uh, intent, doesn't yeah. he? He's, he's oh yeah, no, that, they center. seem to. Have, um, I don't know where he's come from. Do you, what's his background? Is uh, he... I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. To be honest, I, I should know. Uh, yeah, no, it's alright. Uh, but um, I was just watching him. I, I thought, wow, he's he's a big lad, and he he. The Broncos would love to have someone like him, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't they? At left yes. center, they would. Yeah, you know, but just because his physicality is yeah. is there too, and his intent. Um, so he's a great asset. Mitch Pearce is obviously oh, having love, his, yeah, love playing some of his best footy. But I think one of the things I really liked and I have liked about Newcastle is Clemmer. He's always been an outstanding prop, but he's offloading the ball a lot more now. Yeah. And they're looking more dangerous as a result. That second phase play. Well, that's getting... right. Well, he, that's that's what he's... When you look at a player like Clemmer, that's what you, he should be used for, is that, mm. you know, just on the edge and, and you'll, for that offload and becomes a second phase play and... Uh, guys like Ponga can take advantage of that. Exactly. And the other thing that Newcastle did really well against Canberra last week, because I think most people were tipping Canberra, is they pummeled them in defence. Yeah. They really smashed them. So this is going to be um, a cracker of a game. Like we said, that the Penrith-Parramatta game was matched around. This this would certainly be right up there. Uh, look, I, Steve, who do you like here? I, I'd really, and I love both teams, because I'd love to see Newcastle win. But I think uh, I think Melbourne uh, will, will get away with this one, and um, you know, Cam Smith, will, he's going to going to come out and back it up again. And you know, we talked about that. How I talked, I, I sort of mentioned it to people about you know, Melbourne didn't play too well the week before. They weren't going to put a repeat in, which they didn't. Um, and I think they'll just get better again. Unfortunately for Newcastle. Okay, I am going to tip Melbourne as well. Yeah, I find it hard to tip against them. Yeah, um, and even though I've seen the Knights play so well, I think this could go right down to the wire. This game, 
Um, but I'm going to tip this. Well, if they, if they want to mix it with them in the middle, and I know we, we used that with being the wrestle, and that's no longer. We're trying to get rid of it. Um, I still think you don't want to get caught up with Melbourne in the middle. Okay, um, the last game on Saturday is the West Tigers um, hosting the Raiders at Campbelltown. Now, Michael Maguire was absolutely furious after mm. that game against the Titans, and rightly so. Yeah. Uh, he, he made the point that this he was see, it, the club became known as a team that was up and down. You couldn't tell what it was going to do from week to week and um, had that tendency. One of the knocks on the Tigers is they had a tendency to play poorly against the lesser teams. Well, they, they lived up to that reputation. Yeah. And you could see Maguire had absolutely had enough. He'd had enough and he was just stewing. But he was really good, mind you. He was honest. He didn't say, look, he wasn't in the press conference for long, but he was in there long enough to make some really strong mm. points. And he's acted. Uh, Robert Jennings, Benji Marshall, Luke Garner, Oliver Clark, and Billy Walters have all gone. Yeah. He's dropped Benji. And, Gee, that, um, well, that's a big call. So he's got Josh Reynolds in there at 5'8", um, so with Luke Brooks. So he's made some big changes. Uh, that's, that is a, that's a big change. That's, that's a coach saying, that wasn't good enough, bang. Mm-hmm. Ricky wasn't happy. He said they were very naive the way they played their footy yeah. uh, last week. But he's uh, he's stick stuck with the same team. Uh, it's it's at it's at Campbelltown. Uh, yeah, look, I, I I really can't see uh, Tigers getting on top of the Raiders. Um, as I said, Ricky Ricky Canberra's become you know one of those teams. That not you know similar. They they have this expectation. I, I suppose mm. it's probably a bit like Melbourne mm. uh, that Ricky demands. Um, you know, this way of play, and I don't think they'll they'll play that bad again, to be mm. honest. Um, so, out of the two, if you got the Tigers against the Raiders, you definitely got to go to the Raiders. I think so too, Steve. I, yeah. I don't think they'll play that poorly again. They were a bit clunky yeah. early too in attack. Like I mean, George Williams has had some really good games, yeah. but he he wasn't at his best in that game. Well, that's the thing, you know. You, you start the season out, you know, with abs, you know, great game and, and whatever, and you. You back it up, and then you, you know, you. Oh, sorry, you don't back it up. But there's that expectation builds very quickly, and that's what you'll find. Mm. Uh, he had such a blinder uh, in that first one, and um, after the start, and so, you know, you'd like to see. You don't think he's not going to play that bad again? No, I just feel the, the, I, I really bad. like Harry Grant, by the way, for the Tigers. Yes. I think he's been a wonderful acquisition from Melbourne. I mean, he's he's um, been outstanding uh, each time yeah. we've seen him play. Um, I think there's something at the Tigers like Moses and Bai he's got to lift his game he was very poor I thought. Yeah. I think he's lucky to survive to be honest uh, if, when you're talking about who they were going to drop there I mean Benji's um, he's gone from the team I, I, I'm not quite sure yeah, you're not sure we're, what's happening we're, we're recording this just after the teams have been announced so I, I haven't seen report of whether Benji's injured or why he's not in the team but um I guess I guess Maguire. The the thing that really would have annoyed him was that they were ahead by ten and they played like good time Charlies twice. Mm. They 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 could have gone in for the kill, but instead they tried to. They were a bit lucky. Some of their try not lucky, but they they, yeah. they were disrespectful. I suppose of the Titans in a way they were throwing the ball around like hot potato. Yeah. But and that's all well and good and that can work. But they they weren't prepared to do the tough stuff, were they? They weren't no. hungry. Well, that's they that's, weren't hungry to win. That's when you want a team and and with a team that. Everyone knows Madge as a coach. Hmm. You got to stick to that. Um, yeah, you, you go off that, and I, I can see why after that performance, why he he d- didn't have the patience. He, he's trying to say, well, you know, you know, you do what I do. What we we all say we're going to do at training or during the week. 
you don't go away from that just because you've got a 10 point lead and start you know, popping passes here and there. Uh, it just doesn't work, it, and that's discipline. That comes down to discipline, you know. Well, it's quite clear that the Titans have more want, more desire at the yeah. back end of the game, and I think that's what would really upset Michael Maguire because um, he has that. You can see it in his coaching. You yeah. can see it the way he speaks. He he has that um, desire, and you mm. can tell how much he wants to win, and it, it didn't see it in the players. So no. it's um, something no. they'll need to fix, and I, I'm sure they'll come out, but I'm with you, uh, firing. They'll come out firing, but it won't be enough. No, not against I don't think. Okay, um, Sunday, there's a really good game looming here between um, Dean Pay's Bulldogs and um, Trent Robinson's Roosters. Red hot Roosters from last week. Um, they're only going to bring James Tedesco in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we laugh, that's terrible. And Brett Morris goes out to the wing. Look, oh. we, we haven't, when we spoke about the Broncos, um, because they were playing against Manly, we haven't had a look at the Roosters' performance. And for as poorly as Manly played, uh, sorry, the Broncos played last week, how good were the Roosters? And Brett Morris, how yeah. good was he at fullback? Yes, I oh, know. Tedesco out with a fever, and Brett Morris comes in and has an absolute blinder. Yeah, I know, and that's... That, Probably that's where lies the problem. You go, you got one team against the other. Go back to the Broncos. Brett Morris comes in to replace the number one fullback and plays just as well. So great depth. <laughs> that just shows the Roosters have great depth, and poor old Brisbane doesn't have much after their yeah. their, their top seventeen, to be honest, mm. uh, depth wise. So, um, but yeah, the Roosters were just on fire and. Um, as you say, it's quite funny because they're, they're bringing back the probably the closest to number one player in the world <laughs> uh, for this game. So. Wasn't it slick though? The, the, oh. the football they played, even though the, oh, some of the Broncos' defence was crazy, like uh, Darius was running in well, out of the line, leaving that huge hole. You would have loved that as a centre oh. yourself playing out there. But uh, yeah, you, you love, you always loved a, a, an opposition centre that were paranoid against you because. They did. They, they they just tried to shut you down, and that's what Darius was doing. And he was trying to, um, you know, look after the fact that he's probably not quick enough to get in in these players, given a bit of space. So he was just trying to cut their time down. I used to love it when players did that because it just made made the attack so much easier because mm. you knew their mind wasn't. It was just focused here, and you could just go either either side or whatever. And as I said, it leaves a massive hole. Well, it did, and we saw Crichton run straight yep. through it. There it was like the Red Sea parting yeah. uh, between Milford That's and paranoia. That's paranoia <laughs> as a defender, big time. Well, there's no paranoia in this Roosters <laughs> outfit. <laughs> no, no. How good's uh, Rhea Hargreaves and Tauke are yeah, at I, the start? I mean, honestly. Well, that's what I mean. We talk about the backs, but their forward pack is is second to none. And But they they uh, one thing I do like about them, and we, we talked about like this is what Madges would like with the tie, their consistency in the way they play their footy. Yeah. Um, Trent Robinson's got them very well drilled. And you, you can definitely just see it. It's just, you can see what they're going to do. And they roll it out. They stick to their plan. And then it just opens up for them. They, they're just very good at it. Trent mm-hmm. Robinson, it shows a very well coached team every time I watch them. There's a couple of things that came out of that game last week. It's before the game, uh, Pat Carrigan and um, he he wasn't being a smart smart Alec. He just he, he was just trying to say basically we're not going to lie down in front of these guys. But mm. he, he he gave a quote and he it was good from a journalistic point of view because he said that that, that, that Warrior Hargreaves wasn't he wasn't going to give Jared a free pass. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there that that comes with experience. <laughs> yeah. um, you learn very quickly. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, no, you do. I it, don't it, think Napa or Tolman or Elliot's going to say that for Canterbury ahead of this game. No, not no. at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do they say? You don't, don't poke the tiger, you don't poke the bear. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, it, 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 look that, that's immaturity. And, you know, and I, I, I probably thought, you know, but saying it about the Rio Hargraves, I mean, that is just firing him up, you know. And um, I'm not sure if you read it, but I dare say someone showed it to him or suggested. You know, that's the way it works, isn't it? As a player, if someone says something, you may not read it. Well, if someone, someone tells you. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, look, and you know that 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 does happen. But um, yeah, gee, as I said, they're, they're such a great team. Uh, and the other thing that was uh, I'm noting, and, and look, uh, when it comes to talent, uh, real talent is a player like Victor Radley. Yeah. He's yeah. obviously not been. He's not the tallest, biggest middle forward we've ever seen by a long shot but he Tough. makes up for it with skill and toughness it was a tackle on Thomas Flegler where he absolutely nailed him and the ball came loose it was a Gilmeister special well it was a Gilmeister special he would have, uh, Trevor would not, have loved it not the first time he's done it I'm not I, the first I, I, I get nearly 99% sure he did one of those on a try line in his debut for the Roosters he did so I remember going oh my god who's you spoke this kid? about him the next week yeah, yeah I thought what about this kid just chopped him I reckon five metres out <laughs> and pole acting up chopped him he's like and I thought this kid's tough you mm. know? okay well that's the Roosters and look we can they're obviously one of the great teams of the modern era they've yeah. won two grand finals in a row and the people were saying well maybe they're not so hungry yeah. after their first two performances well we've seen how hungry they are and how good they are. But great to see Canterbury um, play so oh. well against the Dragons. Uh, didn't let a try in. And uh, I love the way they approach their football. Obviously, Kieran Foran uh, coming back into the team made a huge difference. Um, the the switch of Will Hopawate to fullback was wonderful. Uh, Dallin Martini's Zalesniak. Mm. I love the, the vigour of his play and his offloads. And their forward pack, Elliot. Napa, Tolman, Marshall King, Jackson, um, they all played, for Tyler Mar- Mariner, they all played brilliantly. And when, when's the last time you've seen them play a game of footy like that, the doggies? Uh, oh. They stuck to their structure. You know what I mean? I, oh, they, yeah, no, they you're were right. very good. They were very I, good I for the whole good. game, weren't they? Yeah. They had a little patch in the first yeah. half and then they just completed everything. And um, Lachlan Lewis, too, I can't think, oh, yes. I think I mentioned the whole team just about there, but that's what it was like for Canterbury. It was a team performance where right across the park, they all showed a lot of skill. Yeah. And that's what I think Dean Pale love, Steve, don't you? Because you've been critical of Canterbury. Uh, look, yeah, I, yeah. I think we've always said they had heart and they never gave up, especially what we saw at the end of last but year. They're, but they're showing a bit of expanse footy. What did you make of their skill factor in this game? Because it was yeah. high. It's high. I, and look, I mm. think that in the past there's possibly been thwarted by probably by the coach, to be honest, because you remember Dean Pale's a forward as well. Um and so they can have that mentality. And Canterbury have always based their footy around their big forward packs and, you know, they've had mobile forwards. and well, and toughness I, too. Tough, toughness grit. too. So it's nearly like a rugby match where, um, you know, it's, it becomes a forward tussle. <laughs> in a the rugby back. game. Yeah, well, 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 you talk to any purist rugby union player, a uh, rugby union person, and it's all about the forwards in the rack and winning the rack, and, and yeah. then they just keep rolling these rucks, and the and the backs are sitting out there getting cold. <laughs> it's yeah, like, you know no, what I mean. No, I know what no, and that's an exaggeration. Yeah, no, but I that's see your point. that's, that's yeah. what I used to think of because I always used to think there's too many forwards in the back line in Canary. Get out. Well, that's right. <laughs> I used well, to hate that. I, was, I hate that as a player when yeah. when the forwards used to come out and take our territory for the ball. It's like go away. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, James Graham used to play a bit like that, didn't he? Yeah. And, um, yeah. Uh, there was a few Canterbury forwards yes. that did that in one of those seasons. But um, 
I think too having Foran back, Steve. That I've yes. always loved Kieran Foran as a player. player. Yeah. He's so direct. Yep. What does that do for a team? You got a direct. Well, it, it just like it, it becomes unpredictable, and uh, Mitchell Pearce is very much the same player. Mm. Um, so what you expect for you know come across, we'll do his plays, but what when the player like Foran does that, it, it puts the defence in two minds. They're not sure what he's going to do, so he might go, but then he'll just dart back and straighten up. So what happens then if he doesn't? It, it holes up the defence as well in, mm. in, in, inside. Yep. So then, then that creates space, and it just, it just, it just makes the opposition defence prop, and that's enough to sneak a try out of or, or get numbers is mm. just by making them prop. And if he doesn't go through the line, at least he stopped that line from going out. Um, well, he, he, he with him, you, you know, that sometimes he will take it on like a forward. Like he's he yeah. he really runs hard, doesn't he? And you can see why his body is taking a pummeling yeah. just because of the way he plays his football. And, and very, and as I said, I, I very much a Mitchell Pierce. He does very similar. Hmm. So yeah, he he is a great player, and he he made a difference. So yeah. Okay. Well, we've talked up both these teams. It's it's the Bulldogs mm. against the Roosters. Who's going to win? Oh, I, I can't go past the Roosters. They, they, they you know they got Teddy back, and um, that's just going to make them even better. Um, you know, with him at the back, and um, I, I can't see them letting go. You know, they now they played that game. They'll back it up again without a doubt. Mm. And it's a shame for Canterbury because they've had such a good game. But at least they'll I think they'll make a game of it, and maybe you know if they're lucky enough, they might get away with an upset. But I can't see it. No, I'm tipping the Roosters. Yeah. Just too much strike across the, yep. the park. Okay, the final game of the round is um, the Dragons hosting, the sh- well, not hosting, but playing the Sharks at, at Campbelltown Stadium. Uh, we've seen um, the Sharks have um, their first win yes. last week of the season, uh, which was uh, very heartening for their coach after a, a pretty tough um, time. Uh, for him in those first three rounds, the, the Dragons are in all sorts of... Uh, the, um, the Dragons have backed Paul McGregor um, yeah, it's uh, interesting. to stay on as the coach. Uh, it's been a, a disappointing reign by McGregor as far as a, a club like From the Dragons is concerned. One finals win in his tenure so far. That's not good enough. No. Um, the, the club extended him for two years when I don't believe that was a very smart decision based on what we'd seen in the past. And I, I do agree with people saying sacking the coach, and I think um, Gus, uh, <laughs> sorry, Phil Gould has said that uh, a few times, and I, I do agree with that. I don't, mm. I don't think it's going to solve their problems. No. But there's been some decisions made in the past, which, um, you know, to me, if you extend a coach uh, like that, it's because he runs on the board, and there was no real runs on the board there for the Dragons. I didn't think there was a glimmer of hope at the end mm. of 2018 when they towed up the Broncos and should have beaten the Rabbitohs yeah. the following week, but they stuffed it up. So really. there has been a review done there, hasn't there? Was there, that there, was, there was a review, yeah. Was that done by Gus Gill? It was, and he's kept um, the detail of that quite private. Well, that, well that's the thing. Uh, this is what I don't agree with. But he's given it to the people. Who, yeah, okay. Who well, Gus, no, no, I'm not saying about Gus, but. I'm talking about the club, whoever's mm. got it, mm. the board maybe, um, and the coach. That should be made public. That 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 some of that needs to come forward to the fans. I mean, because they're the ones being let down. Mm. Uh, and you know, the Red V and you know St George, you know, one of the biggest followings in the history of the of the league. They need to know what was in that because it it just shows. I mean, I, look, I and I love Paul McGregor. I, I great bloke, great player. Um, but he just didn't have the runs on the board. And to me, 
it looks as though the players aren't playing for him. Other than that, unless they got really, really bad attitudes, and you start getting rid of a couple of them, uh, maybe that's what they will do. They might, they might have come out that there's a few players that get get a talk to one one on one. I can name a couple <laughs> um, that need a chat like that. Um, maybe they might start moving players along, um, you know, very quickly if the performance doesn't change. But I think that sort of stuff, when you're such a public club, uh, some of that needs to be fed out to the community, or to the fan base. Well, it's a good point that you make, Steve, uh, because, the, look, as someone that supports um, the Dragons, there's a lot of question marks you've got to ask about this team. Mm. And it's a bit of a mystery, isn't it, as to oh. why they're not performing. Because when you look at the team on paper, and we've said this many times, yeah. there's so many good players, origin players in the team, but they play like a bunch of strangers and also like a team that um, doesn't have any ideas. <laughs> like they, they haven't scored I, a try. Let's face it. Let's look at the teams they haven't scored a try against the last two weeks. Yeah. They haven't scored a try against the Warriors and they haven't scored a try against the Bulldogs. And I just don't... Yeah, I don't get it, but... That's another. They're, they're not the top. They're not the top sides. No, I mean, but I was disparaging those two teams. But they're not. It's not like they haven't scored against um, some yeah, of the top sides. Yeah, exactly. They've really underperformed against two teams that were struggling probably, themselves. Yeah, probably you know a bit, a bit closer to, to at least hmm. winning or getting closer to. But so for me, I, but I've always had this um, gripe with them that they lack, they lack attack. You know, mm. you know when they when they're in that hit zone, they seem to fall on nothing. So that that then comes back to your to your halves, and um, I think they make they actually don't they get themselves into those positions. I don't think they struggle with getting to those areas. And we've spoken about this over the last couple of years with them, Joel. That being coached by uh, uh, an ex uh, an ex player that was a great attacker, they lack a lot of um, creativity when they're in that zone. I, they just seem to everything seems to fall on deaf ears, and they don't know what they're doing. They can't get over that line. Well, it's not certainly not working. And and, and look, that once again, we when we talk about teams that are successful, we talk about the best players and the highest paid players mm. performing. Not happening because that has to happen. That's the way mm. it works. You know, your best, your big names need to fire. And like Ben Hunt's not playing well. Uh, Corey Norman doesn't seem to want to play fullback. I don't think he's there, but I, I wonder if his heart's in it. I mean, Tyson well, Frizzell, I mean, he's not playing well. He's making a lot of errors. Yep. Um, Paul Vaughan's certainly not made the impact that he made for New South Wales last year. I mean, Cameron McInnes is almost a lone ranger in a way, isn't he, uh, the way well, he's, he's playing. So no one else is really standing up. Well, look, look I don't think. No, I, and I'll be honest, um, my observation is... Um, and I'm going to go down, you know, get a little bit hard on two Queenslanders here. Corey Norman, I've had this conversation before with you, Joel. Corey Norman, Ben Hunt are two individuals playing in a team. They're very much individual players. Now, you've got them in very important positions. Uh, ben Hunt, I think, plays for Ben Hunt. Corey Norman plays for Corey Norman. You've got them in the same team. I reckon that's a little bit of a problem, mm. to, be, to be honest. And that's my own observation, but I've sort of thought, and I think I've touched on that last year about those two, but they've probably shown it in the last couple of weeks. Well, you think about the the great teams, the, the best performed teams, you mm. see cohesion, don't you? Yeah. You see yeah. cohesion between the one, six, seven, and nine. You yeah. see things happening around yep. those players. And uh, 
we don't see that with this team. No, no. I'd, We've never seen a Cronk Slater Smith move, have we, from this Dragon side? Like I can't think of anything remotely resembling it. Yeah. But you know how those guys combined. With that, I, those I, I players. I know that we're talking but, about but, but, three of the great players, but you don't see any of that cohesion between those guys. No, you don't, because as I said, they're very much individuals and they're looking for the big play by themselves. And mm. you know, we can't be a hero every play. I think that's someone needs to get that into their head. You can't, you know, you can't be a hero every play. You can't mm. be the number one. Uh, you know, you do that as a team. Mm. Well, I, I suppose Hunt, Hunt's um, had a few things go wrong lately, hasn't he? Like the intercept pass. There's been a few things he's tried and it hasn't come off. Mm. So it just sh- yeah, still shows he's a bit off the mark. I mean, that intercept, he surely should never have thrown that pass. Um, mm. you know, um, but, yeah, but, I mean, that, that happens. When you're in a hole, you're in a hole. I, I do feel sorry for him, you know, even though it can be harsh on him. But, you know, seeing the big forwards just shattered after that game, uh, you know, on their knees, and I thought, you know, they, I think... I think you know, Frizzell's been a bit checkered. He's got a lot of things going on outside of the footy. You know, with not outside the footy, but with him going. And um, but you know, the other guys put in, um, mm. so it, it can be tough. Well, it's a huge game. I mean, we've look. There's only uh, I remember when the the Cowboys lost their first three games of fifteen, mm. and then JT got them home in a golden point against Melbourne in the in the round four in Townsville. Uh, I did a piece about how important that. Uh, performance by Thurston was in the Premiership because there was only one team there's only one team that's won the Premiership after losing four games to start the season and it was a team that um, I'm pretty sure it was a Newtown team and and that that, there was no one alive yeah there's not a person alive that's ever played in a team that has oh is that right um, no not not four not not four not four games so Look, I don't think anyone could possibly suggest that the Dragons will win the comp or can. No. Uh, but they really, just just to give themselves some hope of, they of, need a, a win. of making the finals, uh, which surely must be a, a, um, a goal, a goal yeah. of, of, of St. George Illawarra. I mean, like you said, the Red V. I know, well, how, much been, you, uh, I know uh, how much you regard the Red V because you played against them in two yeah, grand finals yeah. when it was St. George only, yeah. of course. But... Um, this this team needs a win. Um, they, they've got a sort of a derby clash here, so it's, yeah. it's against the Sharks at a f- strange place for a, a derby, but um, they they really need something. Look, look, the Sharks are great against the Cowboys. Yeah, they I were. thought uh, Jesse Ramian, like he looks like he's getting back to some of yeah. his best. What did yep. you what did you make of his performance? Yeah, he is, and I, I've always rated him, uh, you know, with his play, and he he's a, he's a talented player, but he's mm. he's a strong, you know, he's he's not small either, Jesse, and. Um, I really like the way he, he what he does with the ball, and um, and he's, he's a tough player at that as well. Well, Chad Townsend's back. Um, he hasn't missed hardly a game in in years, but he he did miss last week. But he, he's come back into the side to put partner Johnson in the halves, and we've got Matt Moylan going back to fullback. It's a very strong pack that they yeah. name here with Graham Woods and Fafita and Nakora. Uh, yeah. Look. There's a lot of creativity and toughness and skill in this Cronulla team, and I just think it's going to be too good for St George. Yeah, just, just and just where St George are at the moment, I, I think you're right, Joel. I, mm. I think Cronulla seem to have their rhythm going a bit, oh, probably a little bit better than what St George is, and St George have dug a deep hole, um, and I can't see him getting out of it. Mm. I think having um, we talk about uh, key men having taking control. When I look at this, uh, these two teams, and I see Chad Townsend back for Cronulla, like he's a guy underrated in some quarters, yes. but I, I'm sure people that have played with him and against him and 
those that know the game know that how valuable he has been to oh, Cronulla yep. and also to their premiership yep. win. So he's by far the best game manager in that in those two teams Without a doubt. by a long shot. He's back, and I think that's going to another make make an, another difference because the, the Dragons really struggle there. Yeah, no, yeah, they really struggle to. If the game is close, I'd, I'd back Townsend to, to close yeah, it out. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you couldn't say that about St George. You couldn't say it. No, you couldn't. And look, there's a rookie playing halfback, Adam Clune. I really hope he he um, has a good game in this one. Uh, and it was a tough um, debut for him, but um, I've got a tip. Cronulla, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. Against Sharkies in the local derby. Mm. Okay, well, it's great to chat about footy again, Stephen. Mate, we have kept back. it mostly to footy, apart from um, the Broncos, um, because obviously there's there's problems there, uh, problems of their roster the structure, I think, and, and problems with their key players not standing up. And uh, from your angle, I guess you just want to see them hit back against Manly as an mm. old boy. You, uh, just, you just want to, you just want them to see them. Mm. Just improve and, and play that play for the jersey. To mm. be honest, like you know, you're playing in a jersey that is built right through from the start in success, and you know, we were used to breaking records the other way, and and all the teams along the way uh, that have played for the Broncos, and unfortunately they they've broken a couple of records um, in the opposite direction. Unfortunately, yeah, and and that's sad. I think for the club, so they really got to turn around. Okay, Steve. Thanks. We'll talk again next week. Yep. No worries. Thanks, Joel.